You can mint this podcast episode and show notes as an NFT. It's stored on-chain using Ethereum's Optimism Layer 2 network at mirror.xyz slash epigenome.eth. Week 12, thank you for tuning in to the Web3 experience, an educational show covering the exponentially growing frontier of crypto NFTs, Web3, dApps, DAOs, and more. This is an open conversation in crypto where anyone in the world can jump in and join the discussion. So feel free to jump up and speak at any time. Uh, here's a quick disclaimer. These spaces are recorded and posted to Spotify. This is all entertainment purposes only, not financial advice ever. Crypto and NFTs are both risky. It's like going to Vegas. In some ways, you can lose real money. So be alert for scams. Get educated. And never invest what you can't afford to lose. That being said, thank you again for joining the Web3 Experience show. What's going on, Jay Rocky? Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, yeah, good week. Uh, definitely a busy week for sure uh, in the Optimism ecosystem. I feel like, um, you know, L2 summer is definitely upon us with everything going on, especially with the launch of the Optimism token. And then, you know, a lot of um, a lot more projects now are uh, are asking for funding through the Optimism governance process, which is nice. And then we got NFT mints everywhere. So a lot of exciting stuff. So let me ask you, what are you most excited about or what is the most exciting news that you've heard over the past week or so? I love that branding L2 Summer. So, well, one thing I'm excited about is the recent mint of our friend Odysseus's project, The Silly Seals, which I'm rocking on my PFP. Hopefully it's visible that was exciting to see. I know in our Discord, there was a lot of, uh, he was talking a lot about the development, um, smart contracts development processes they were going through. Um, it's never easy, and I'm not a dev, so hats off to them for getting that figured out. And um, yeah, that's a big highlight. You know, that was a recent big launch. I know probably the uh, couple other mints coming up, but yeah, um, L2 Summer is exciting. I did, a, I had a bunch of travel this week, so. Some of that dry airplane air has my uh, my throat's a little sore, but I'm feeling good. I'm excited for the show, and um, we have some exciting weeks coming up, too. So we have some cool guests that are going to be on the show over the next couple of weeks. Some big um, big stuff planned, so definitely, definitely exciting. Uh, what are you most excited for, man? Well, first, I have to say that uh, did you mint that seal? Because your seal is so much cooler than mine. Uh, I got a I got a very cool seal, one with a little kind of flower hat on top and a little bow tie. <laughs> uh, he's quite dapper, uh, but yours yours is very sleek. I like that with a little tie. Did you yeah, buy the, that mint it? I minted it. Um, that was the whitelist mint, and then. Yeah, it's cool how he's just kind of all red, red for optimism, baby. So it feels perfect. I got the right, I've got the perfect one. He has his bull ring and his tie, so he's ready to go. Yeah, you definitely have the best luck in the world. That is for sure. <laughs> uh, so what am I excited about uh, this past week? Uh, honestly, it has to be just... Uh, you know, looking at the optimism uh, governance forum, right, where, you know, there's ongoing drafts for proposals uh, and there's ongoing voting for proposals. And honestly, there is now there are now just so many proposals 
it's almost impossible to keep up with them. So you're trying to read through the ones that you gave feedback on to vote on uh, in Snapchat or uh, Snapshot, yay or nay. And then you're also at the same time trying to read through all of the new ones um, that are that are coming through in the governance forum. There definitely are some good ones. Um, I actually saw some really big protocols asking for OP uh, and they had some uh, some pretty good proposals. One was actually Curve, um, so so there's a big one there. And then also, uh, you know, of course, DeFi proposals for funding are pretty standard, and that does that kind of asking for liquidity for those protocols to incentivize users to come onto Optimism is obviously huge, but those are only kind of a subset of users, right? And so the thing that I'm most excited about is that now I am seeing more proposals coming through that are NFT projects or NFT gaming projects, uh, which of course bring a totally new subset of users to the Optimism ecosystem if they can get funded for development or uh, rewards, incentives that they're trying to to get funded for because <clears throat> you can have literally all of the DeFi incentives in the world, right? Uh, but certain types of people would never come on to Optimism because maybe those certain types of people are only interested in NFT or they're only interested in NFT gaming, right? And so it's nice to see these newer proposals coming through, like the Dragonia proposal uh, for, for OP tokens. So that's definitely uh, one thing that I'm excited for. Hopefully we'll see a lot more of that going forward. Yeah, and like last week we dug into the dope wars proposal a little bit so that was a cool game to see submit on optimism and then yeah the others as well uh you mentioned curve is did they just submit or is has that been ongoing curve finance i believe that curve is actually voting on right now in, oh no that's a draft i see i see uh yeah, so Curve actually uh, has requested a million OP tokens, and all of it would be, if uh, if it gets approved, would be going um, to incentivize liquidity providers on Optimism. Uh, mm -hmm. It says here they have, you know, across all chains, like $6.1 billion total locked value, right? So I feel like that's going to be be huge uh if this goes through one million op tokens to incentivize you know those current curve users or new curve users to come over to optimism specifically you know to get uh those lp incentives and hey while they're here they might buy a few nfts or play a couple uh nft games like dragonia who knows more dope wars yeah 100 percent. i'm really excited to see the downstream impacts of some of these grants or proposals getting dispersed you know like once much more optimism op tokens are sent out to these projects six eight twelve months down the line you know thinking roughly a year out how's that going to affect the space what's that going to do to the token what's that going to do to the ecosystem i always kind of follow the mantra that incentives motivate behavior and it's cool to see that um you know that there's that incentive there anyone can submit a proposal the good ones obviously are going to get accepted 
and it'll be, yeah, I'm very curious to see how that plays out. Um, you know, if we see the, you know, token perhaps spike or if it just brings more users into the ecosystem because all of these apps have their own small communities um, and they're able to actually build things. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot happening and it's, it's definitely still early days, though, but it feels exciting. Yeah, that's for sure. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I'm excited to see how it's going to go as well. I have high hopes because, you know, as I'm reading these proposals, I think it's a really good mix of some protocols. Um, they weight it a lot heavier, heavier towards kind of um, long-term development funding and incentivizing other protocols to integrate with them, you know, kind of build on top of them. So that kind of longer term outlook. Uh, and then of course, there's a decent a decent amount of protocols as well, right? Who are asking for some development funding um, and a lot of protocols that are asking, you know, for uh, LP incentives or incentives in, in some form or fashion. So, you know, the incentives bringing the users in right away. Um, I think it's a good mix of, uh, you know, getting the incentives on optimism to bring in a lot of new users right away uh, through just, you know, liquidity LP incentives or whatever they may be. And then also incentivizing, uh, you know, other protocols and further development on existing um, development on existing protocols. So it's definitely exciting. For sure. Um, I was thinking to quickly run through the updated or latest optimism stats. If that's cool. Um, Average transactions per day, 86,000. We have 707 million in on-chain value on the Optimism ecosystem. Uh, L2 bridge stats, right now, Arbitrum is, oh, sorry, ZK Sync is actually number one in terms of bridgers. Arbitrum's second, Optimism is third, and then StarkNet is fourth. Um, and as far as unique users over time, it's gone up over the last week or two. Uh, so there are 460, 469,000 unique wallets or unique users um, on Optimism, which is cool. You know, think about it. There could be multiple people that have multiple wallets, right? So um, you definitely have to take that into account. Uh, and then I think we're at a, all-time high right now of OP token holders at around 94,000, according to this dashboard. And um, let's look at some quixotic statistics here. Um, so it looks like 60,000, close to 61,000 total transactions have happened, and then roughly 23,800 addresses. Actually, this says in period, so it might be over the... Anyways, I'm looking at a Dune dashboard. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious just to see as we have all these different L2s. I recently started digging more into the ZK space and looking at some good ZK threads. Um, there were a bunch of announcements last week that uh, ZK Sync put out. I think Polygon put out a big announcement, um, Starkware as well. Um, very curious to see how the sort of 
I don't want to call it like a war of L2s, but all of these L2s are going to be competing for users, right? And um, there's probably going to be cases where certain L2s are better suited for certain types of apps. Zero-knowledge technology is probably better suited for apps that are privacy-intensive, for example. And um, a lot of these L2s, you know, there's still a lot of room to build new apps. Um, there's some applications out there, but, um, you know, you can spend an hour or two and kind of explore. You feel like you can almost try a large majority of the different apps that are out there. Um, so I think we do need uh, more apps to be built um, across the board on every L2. And that'll come with time, I think. Um, you know, Optimism's doing a great job of building community. Uh, hopefully we see the other layer twos take a similar approach and like OP Labs has their development engagement team, right? Like Benji and Will, who we've met. And um, I have yet to jump into Starkware and ZK Sync or, or meet anyone from those, um, those layer twos to understand kind of what their approach is to user acquisition and trying to increase the outreach and spreading the awareness for those platforms. So as much as I love optimism, I'm definitely, I try not to be too much of like a maxi of any one chain, right? I think it's easy to only focus on one, but there's such a wide and broad blockchain space that um, it is fun to look outside and see what else is happening. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of like we're all one big family in the ETH community, right? What is good for one of us is good for all of us. It's uh, it's not a a a a zero sum game, right? Where, uh, you know, usually in the traditional space, if one uh, tech company steals another tech company's users. Um, you know, they're not getting those users back and there's usually not many new net new users coming in, right? Where this space is so nascent, especially um, in Ethereum and the L2 space um, that, you know, if various scale, Ethereum scaling technologies uh, are bringing in different subsets of users and different applications. Uh, you know, it's good for all of us. Uh, of course, that's why we have bridges so they they can they can get around uh, to each one and kind of explore the space. So it's it's very nice. Uh, I actually see some of the Optimism team in here and some developers that work closely with the Optimism team. Uh, I had a question, actually. I don't know if one of you want to come up and join. I'd like to get your thoughts uh, on one thing. So Espresso mentioned the ZK roll-up technology, the zero-knowledge proofs. <clears throat> and I recently heard on a podcast, I can't remember, it might have been Bankless, um, but I heard on a podcast that eventually, um, you know, somebody's theories or a couple people's theory is that everybody all of the l2s um all of the kind of ethereum scaling um technology solutions will eventually move to zero knowledge proofs uh even though we may have an an optimistic solution uh right now no no pun intended um eventually all of those kind of um those kind of scaling solutions may go to uh zk technology 
Yeah, that's a good question. I remember reading Vitalik's original blog post and where he talks about both optimistic roll-ups and then ZK roll-ups. And he said that, you know, optimistic roll-ups are going to be ready sooner than zero-knowledge roll-ups, which I think is exactly what we're seeing, right? Like, optimism is feels pretty mature. Um, and I think, you know, some of the developments like ZK Sync 2.0 isn't going live on mainnet until somewhere in the realm of, like, 100 days from now. So... Um, yeah, I am curious, like if, if it's sort of a feature that can be implemented or if it's completely, a completely different architecture, uh, that, you know, like you can't, you can't implement zero knowledge after you have a layer two built, but I'm not a developer. So that's, that's sort of, I'm just kind of talking here, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> hey, neither, neither am I. Just curious. Um, but uh, let's talk about something we are experts on, right? NFTs. Well, maybe not experts. You're a little bit more of an expert on that that than I. Yeah, man. I mean, so Quixotic. There, uh, I know that there was some talk in our Discord about the silly seals and. So they launched, there was an issue that I think they delayed their launch. And then a couple days later, they worked on the smart contract and they ended up releasing it, um, went live. And I think the way that Quixotic works is it syncs directly from the blockchain. So it took a couple days for the um, new NFTs that, Odysseus launched from the project to actually show up on Optimism. So the two two sort of ways to do it are to go via the their launch pad. Um, you know, you can submit a request on Quixotic, join the launch pad, and if they accept you, then you know you can publish an NFT project. And they're currently offering free to mint only on quixotic and then the other way to do it is more technically intensive where you actually have to build your own smart contract write everything yourself and then it will sync quick quicks will sync from the blockchain and then you'll be able to purchase nfts there but um yeah you know i haven't minted in or got into any other projects too recently um i see a pretty sick camouflage uh seal that abraxas just tweeted out with uh op shirt so that's cool to see that they have the op branding embedded within the seals but um yeah i mean i i like the seals just because you know odysseus has been on the spaces since week one and he kind of talked about how he's a budding dev and this project was sort of a way for him to uh, not only contribute to the blockchain space or to the optimism space but also learn uh, smart contracts development. So I think this was the first um, one he did as a developer. So always like supporting, you know, someone like that that's, you know, educating themselves and working to build something cool. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like the volume has been a little bit down recently. Uh, could be symptoms of the bear market, who knows? Um, OptiPunks is at like 0.1 floor right now. And uh, yeah, I haven't made any really haven't made any purchases. Just kind of kind of been chilling and following following the space. 
Yeah, I do know what you're saying, though. Um, I, you know, there are so many people that are reoccurring uh, kind of guests and uh, listeners, speakers on the show each week that, you know, any project that they're involved in, uh, I like to go uh, and mint at least one of their NFTs just to show support no matter what it is, because also I know that no matter what, uh, a portion of that's going to public goods funding. Um, and so, you know, no matter what, uh, it, it's it's never, never a waste when you're supporting, um, you know, one of your one of your fellow uh, community members, which is nice. For sure, for sure. Speaking of, I see OptiChads is in the building, and yes. they have a mint soon. They do. I think OptiChads, so Dicasso is doing all the artwork himself, which is cool. Hand-drawn on his tablet, super sick. I think they've had some teasers go out in their Discord, also on Twitter. And yeah, the art's cool. I mean, you can tell it's it feels you know, more authentic, like it's not kind of just um, sort of a digitally drawn thing. It feels like, you know, you can tell they're really hand drawn, which I do like. There's that sort of human artistic element feel to the artwork, which is cool. So yeah, definitely super stoked on, on OptiChads. Um, definitely going to mint one. I think he also has on the roadmap, maybe a V2 of some sort down the road. So that's cool. But um, yeah. That. Yep. Yep. And I see we have Mark here. One of the guys from Quixotic and Fractal Visions is also here. Um, so yeah, we got a distraction boys in the audience as well. They were uh, talking a bunch in our discord about dev recently. I think we started a new channel for developers um, at the request of distra distraction boy and Odysseus. So cool to see that. Yeah, and uh, OptiChads as well. That is going to be one that's our mint one. But then also I need to save a lot of my ETH to go shopping because I have seen some previews of those and they do have a lot of great detail. And that's definitely uh, a project where, you know, I want to I want to go shopping for, for the NFT that I, I like the most because that's... That is for sure a keeper. Uh, something something near and dear to my heart, uh, I guess, is just you know, s staying in shape, going to the gym, keeping up kind of a, a healthy routine, uh, and you know that is the that is the essence of of Opti Chads. A hundred percent, and that's exactly what I'm going to do after this. I'm going to go hit the gym, try to get a good workout because that's how you keep your mind clear, keep your head clear. And you just feel good, you know, so especially after a weekend of traveling um, and partying, it's good to, um, you know, sweat it all out and get a good workout. And yeah, it's cool. In their Discord, they have a section where people share their lifts, uh, talk about working out, talk about strength. Uh, I think I shared one of the couple pages out of my like workout tracker, um, which is good. So always love connecting with like-minded people. And um, yeah, I think they're doing a great job of that. So many channels. I'm looking at their discord right now. It's huge. I mean, they have so many channels.
from the Chad pad to Chad train to, so yeah, really good branding. And, um, yeah. Well, they're Chad's. They can handle anything that comes at them. So they'll probably have a million channels. That's what they do. Oh yeah. So do you, um, do you connect with any of the other delegates or do you guys have like a delegate only discord or anything? J Rocky? Yeah, so there's actually an Optimism, so in the Optimism Discord, there's a couple channels for delegates. I'm actually not super active in the Optimism Discord and those channels. Uh, I try to stay more active on the actual governance forum so that, um, you know, it's just a lot of time, you know, trying to... so. It's definitely a time commitment if you're going to be uh, a delegate, not only, you know, learning and understanding about the optimism ecosystem um, and, you know, incentives and in, in economic theory and structure in general, but also uh, right now, you know, there's a crazy amount of proposals uh, that are being voted on. I believe it's about a week or 10 days something like that where you can vote on a proposal uh so you know you have to go through um read all of them be pretty thoughtful before you vote uh and then also at the same time uh you know within that 10 day span there's uh there's now probably like 20 or so draft proposals uh to read through and it's really important to give those projects feedback on the on the optimism governance um forum so they can kind of adjust and get a feel for uh you know how the vote is going to go um and answer any questions add more details adjust their proposals accordingly uh before it goes uh to to the next round of voting got it okay so do you ever just talk like one-on-one -on -one in dms or otherwise with other um delegates like is the, is the delegate network kind of like do they have like a closed group where they can discuss things kind of outside of the public forum or is everything just in the public discord where anyone can see like i guess you know how there's nft gated um channels in discord right is there something similar for like only delegates have access to certain chats or anything like that yeah, so actually, I guarantee there's uh, a couple people in here. Uh, if you guys want to come up stage, you probably know more specifics about this than I do. But I just recently saw on the or inside of the Optimism Governance uh, channel on Discord that somebody was trying to get together a biweekly Zoom call for all of the delegates uh, to join um, and you know kind of discuss um, you know how how it's going proposals um and you know a bunch of other things so kind of using uh bi-weekly zoom call um forum for that uh and also i saw that you know over the last month or so um that in the optimism discord as well the actual optimism team was uh allowing delegates to schedule time on the team's calendar to kind of give them feedback uh on you know how the how the process or how the governance process is going um what's good what's bad what we can improve uh so it's nice uh for them to also kind of reach out uh to to get our feedback i see i see 
Okay, and I was just looking in the Discord. So yeah, so there is that delegates discussion channel, and I noticed it's actually locked. So since I'm not a delegate, I'm not able to post in it. But then if you go and look at all the different people that have posted, they have the delegates role. So, um, so yeah, I mean, if you're a delegate, like, you know, you get access to conversations that, you know, people like me that are not a delegate don't have access to. So definitely, I think a valuable, a valuable role to have and something that's impactful that you can do, uh, shaping the future of, of which apps get funded. Um, anyways, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Mark, I don't know if you're free to talk or you want to come on stage. I saw that Quixotic actually has a uh, biweekly call or a call every once in a while to get the community's input on, uh, you know, how you got or how they feel about certain proposals. So it can you can take that into consideration whenever uh, using all of the uh quixotic voting power that you guys have so um that's that's something something really cool and something that the entire community i'm sure i'm sure very very much so appreciates what's up i think we got mark up here <laughs> hey thanks for having me um although i think i missed the question when i was transitioning from listening to speaking if there was a question in there Oh, yeah. So um, I was saying that I just recently saw that in the Quixotic Discord, you guys are having a call every so often um, to get the community's feedback on the proposals or how they feel about the proposals. I was not able to make it to the last call, but I was wondering if you could uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, why why you have that call, what you guys talk about and, you know, how much um you know, those or what you guys talk about uh, sways your your decision on how you vote for those proposals, because, um, you know, people join that call, they can they can they might be able to make a big difference because, you know, you guys have I don't know what, two million, maybe over two million OP delegated, which is uh, which is quite a large amount of OP. Yeah, for sure. We take that pretty seriously. We have two point three million OP delegated to us. And yeah, so we have a weekly community call in Discord um, where we go over kind of our values as a delegate and our thinking. That's kind of evolving. Uh, I think that's the case with all the delegates that their thinking is evolving as the governance process goes on. Um, but yeah, that's a call where we just kind of explain to the community our decisions, why we're voting the way we are, and opening it up to feedback. Um, I can tell you some, uh, like, opinions that we've developed through conversations, um, and those are, one, an acknowledgement that the Gov Fund is different than the Retro PGF Fund, so there's, like, a... 5.4% of the token delegation is for the governance fund and something like, I wish I had, I'm trying to pull up the stats, but there's a much larger portion dedicated to retro public goods. Um, and so with the gov fund votes, we're really focused on what's going to grow the ecosystem. And we have a preference for on-chain protocols, for example, that was something that kind of came out um, because 
things that increase liquidity and users um, on the actual optimism network are really beneficial um, versus say like some like off-chain project that like might or might not integrate with optimism. That was like one outcome. Um, but yeah, we're actually thinking of moving our governance discussion either into the optimism discord or into more public places like the governance forum, because we find a lot of people, people are just busy, right? So they don't have time to make the call. <laughs> so yeah, we're actively figuring out like the best way to share out what we're thinking with everyone. Yeah, that is great to hear. Uh, I know that's, you know, most, so uh, I have, you know, a, a day job in, in web too, of course. So it's like most of the uh, daytime calls I can never make because I'm busy doing other things. Um, and so <clears throat> uh, I know that most of the, or a lot of the community is, is probably in a similar place uh, that as, as I am, which is why we have these just a, a little bit later um, at night. But yeah, it would be, I, I think that it would be awesome. Um what you're trying to do, getting more people involved, um, seeing whenever more people can attend. Uh, if I'm free, of course, uh, I'll be on. I'll be on every one of those. But um, yeah, it's awesome that you guys are doing that in the first place. Kind of uh, sharing your thinking and and your knowledge on on how you vote. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to something that Mark actually sent over to me a few minutes ago. Um, this is a pretty big announcement. Um, so Rainbow Wallet, which is actually one of the top wallets, actually. Um, I think they have a pretty good mobile app. Um, you know, you can get it on iOS and Android. It's I, I need to have yet to set it up, but I think it's pretty comparable to the user interface, like something like MetaMask. Um, this wallet actually now shows Optimism NFTs. So any, any NFT on the layer two optimism will be able to actually show up in the wallet, which again, just enhances the user experience and user interface. Um, they even have a button to link to Quixotic there, which is cool, right? Cause I mean, to me, Quixotic feels like the optimism native NFT marketplace. I mean, it's just so easy to use. So it's cool that they picked Quixotic as opposed to something else like Tofu or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a big step. Um, you know, Rainbow has, is, you know, it's a great wallet and uh, I'm going to get it set up just because uh, now they're supporting optimism. So I want to start using that wallet as well. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. I have actually never used kind of a wallet to view NFTs because uh, there hasn't been one that has integrated with L2s and I only own NFTs on L2s. Uh, L1 is, of course, Lava. Uh, so it's great to see that, that Rainbow Wallet now uh, you can view your, your Optimism NFTs on there. Uh, so I'll be right there with you setting that up. That's great. Hopefully Zapper or Zerion, of course, is next. Yeah, do you, because I know you have a couple hardware wallets, right? Um, do you use mainly MetaMask or? Yeah, I usually, uh, so I use MetaMask uh, as a browser extension. I've tried the Coinbase browser extension. I 
did not really like it. Um, yeah. It was it just wasn't easy to use. Um, right. And then of course I use MetaMask uh, Mobile, uh, which is which is pretty good. Um, and then also Zapper and Zerion now also have mobile apps. So I'm also just waiting on them to integrate our Optimism and Arbitrum and other L2 NFTs into there so that I can, you know, pull either one of those up and see my NFTs on my phone as well. Uh, but but in the meantime, definitely down, uh, downloading Rainbow. Yes. I think we're going to reach a period in time where when you get into a wallet or when you log into your wallet, it might not be super apparent to a user, which NF um, I'm sorry, which layer two they're using. Um, Cause I think at the end of the day, it's not really going to matter. Like, you know, when you send an email or you go to a website, you're not looking at what IP address you're sending something to. You're not looking at the protocol, like whatever SFTP protocol is the data is being sent over with. Um, you know, you're just using it. You're just looking at images and text and your login information. So I think like long-term, whatever network is, is best suited for, um, any given NFT, it'll, it'll be used in the back end, but it won't be like you have to go to optimism. I feel like it's just going to be very clean and elegantly sort of integrated together, um, at the wallet level. And I mean, authentication is done one time, right? You put in your private key, you know, you have a pet, like you probably have a password linked as well. If you're using a wallet like MetaMask and then, um, you're in the space, right? And the browser functionality, I think, is going to get better. Um, and it's really just going to become single point authentication, one button click on any website to connect your wallet. And then you're not going to have to remember a thousand passwords, one for every single website you're going to. Your wallet does everything. And that's the, that's at least how I'm sort of looking forward to kind of what the more mature level of um, web three might look like, but just a hypothesis. So I think you are 100% right. And uh, I use kind of a similar narrative there whenever I am explaining to either my family or uh, like older friends, um, you know, why, web three or what is web three going to do for me right exactly exactly that you know how many websites do you have with different usernames and passwords and you probably have them saved in an excel file called passwords and that's just not good yeah or even worse on google drive or in your phone notes or something so <laughs> yeah use something like keypass keypass is pretty good desktop storage of passwords but um that's just what I do. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. You know, I mean, it's somebody that kind of, I feel like I grew up with the internet starting with AOL and some messenger years and years ago. And, um, it's cool just to see how far it's come, uh, and how things have changed. But, um, yeah, this, I, I wrote a little blog post about this cause having spent some time at back home for a couple of weddings and seeing family recently, 
you know, talking to my grandparents about Web3 and my mom when they ask, uh, like, what's Bitcoin? What is this? What is Ethereum? What is all this? <laughs> and I sort of have come up with a way that I tend to explain it. It might, may or may not be 100% factually accurate, but my goal is really just to make it make uh, people that are listening to me understand it. And I always try to focus on how it's the value. Um, it's, it's the monetization or value um, added to the internet, right? So, so value exchange is native in the future Web3 internet, right? So just like you send an email to somebody, sending an email is free, which uh, the protocol the email uses was you know, I guess built years and years and years ago, and we don't have to pay money to send an email and sending similarly sending value over the internet, um, is going to be this decentralized thing where we can use, um, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology to enable the security and anybody can send value from one person to another extremely seamlessly and easily, with no bank clearing houses, no third parties involved. It's one person to another. So um, I sort of think of it like analogous to email. And then people always bring up, well, wait a minute, doesn't Venmo do that? Like Venmo, I can send money to my friends. And then you have to take a step back and say, well, think about when you want to transfer your money to your bank. It takes roughly three days to transfer because there's that third party involved and um, you know, Venmo can shut you out of their system, right? If they don't want you to use it or anything. Um, you know, I know people or I've read about people getting locked out of Venmo or PayPal for various reasons. So um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. So I guess the short of it is like, I think about you can send money in the form of data the same way you can send words and messages to your friends over an email yep a hundred percent and also i'm glad that you mentioned email and so this should make everybody um hopefully feel a little bit better about um you know regulations uh so actually whenever email first came out right the regulators <clears throat> um and congress what they wanted to do was tax email uh and charge one cent per email uh just because you know it's it's nascent technology right regulators whenever they don't understand something uh fully they try to apply what they have always done to this new thing and you know what they have always done is kind of tax these uh these services right and so uh what they were going to do is in some way they wanted to charge one penny for every uh every email that you sent which would have just been a nightmare and i don't even know how they would have made that work but um obviously that never happened but i'm sure that email uh, was was fudded uh because regulators uh in congress were trying to uh charge everybody for for email right um, so that never ended up happening. So I think that we should feel a lot more optimistic about, uh, about regulations, not, uh, about bad regulations, not going in, uh, in, in working on kind of better regulations together. Wow. That's actually a pretty crazy story. I need to read more about that. I didn't know that they were trying to tax email originally, but 
I can totally see them that sort of being a conversation topic when when it was launched. Yep, for sure. Uh, Mark, I know that you had raised your hand. Uh, I didn't know if there was something that you wanted to bring up in Andre. Also, thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, I'll give it to Dre in a second, but I just want to point out that for the rainbow wallet, you can have it in um, like write mode or read only mode. So if you have like a hardware wallet, you can just put in the address and it's like in watch mode basically. So you can like have your NFT collection on your phone and like have your favorite NFT so you can like show them with your friends, but it doesn't compromise security. Um, of course, if it's like in read-only mode, then you like can't sign messages or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, you can totally still use Rainbow even if you have a cold wallet. So for those familiar with Zerion and Zapper, does it work at, like their mobile app where you know you can of course go in, type in uh, your ENS name or your wallet address, and and it's kind of just kind of read where you can see everything in there. Yeah, exactly. And then if you do choose to put your private key in, you can use like a website like Quixotic um, and like buy things and stuff like that. And send, you can send NFTs and send money through the app. Um, but yeah, you can definitely use it in like the watch mode. Perfect. Yes. And thank you for mentioning that safety first, everybody. Um, I know that uh, that some people take screenshots of their private keys uh, just to remember them, put them on their phone. Uh, please do not do that, uh, especially if you have an iPhone or you have some sort of cloud backup because all of your pictures will go to that cloud and clouds do get hacked all the time. And if you're if the cloud gets hacked, they will have your private keys via that screenshot. So uh, you know, always best practices. I completely agree. Yeah. Thanks Mark for sharing that tweet. Um, yeah, I wanted to use something else, try a new wallet. So I'm going to jump into rainbow today, maybe or tomorrow or something. How's it going, Dre? I don't know if, I think we might've spoken once or twice, but good to see you up here. Thanks for jumping in. Yeah, what's going on? I think one of, this is one of my uh, first times, I think, really jumping into the space here. I know I've had a conflict uh, schedule-wise a couple times. I've meant to, though, but I uh, always appreciate you guys getting the community together. Um, but, yeah, I was, you know, jumping up when you were talking about the Rainbow Wallet. Um, that's something we kind of, I think, our, had our first conversations about back in January. So, like, pretty excited to see this uh, come together. Uh, maybe it's yeah, you know, it's yeah, maybe it was February, something like that. But back in the winter, so it's been uh, months in the making here. So uh, yeah, excited for a, a colorful week uh, with Rainbow, and um, it, it really is a great uh, wallet experience as well. So hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, and then uh, other thing I was gonna say too is you're mentioning uh, Zapper and Zerion. I think I, I don't know how close, but I know we've definitely gotten confirmation from their teams. Uh, at least I, I think we're towards the top of the Zerion canny board of uh, feature requests. And then I uh, can definitely confirm we've heard from the Zapper team uh, that, you know, L2s are on the roadmap. They're coming in the future. Um, so that's going to be an exciting one to have too, because, you know, <laughs> Zapper was, was my first introduction to kind of, you know, portfolio management and analytics and, it's a pretty damn good uh, experience too. So hoping they, they start looking out for us here as well pretty soon. 
Oh, man, that's awesome. I feel like that's some huge alpha that you just shared. So lots to look forward to. Um, out of curiosity, how did the partnership between Rainbow and Quixotic come about? Um, I think it was, it was kind of a, a lot of different uh, moving parts here where we had reached out to someone on their team um, a while back. And then uh, um, I think, and Mark can help me with this, I think their team then reached out uh, through Optimism more recently with this uh, this bigger integration. Um, but I think they uh, just continued to, to handle it on their own. So, um, yeah, yeah, partnership. Was, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it was pretty organic, uh, which was yeah. awesome. Like, they, I think, saw the growing communities and layer twos and um yeah they kind of surprised us with the integration at the uh yeah like i didn't know it was going live i think it went live like yesterday or something um and we we're pretty excited about that yeah they they definitely although yeah we we had reached out a while ago they handled you know most of if not all of the, the integration on their end so um it was pretty much Entirely led on on Rainbow Sides, so and that was that was uh, exciting to see, as Mark mentioned. For sure, that's cool that it was pretty organic, and um, you know, I guess maybe there was some conversation back and forth, but they really just embedded the they wanted to embed optimism layer two into their wallet <laughs> naturally. Very cool. Oh, I see we have two new speakers up as well. Um, ben, ATK, thank you for joining. How are you guys doing? I'm good, bro. Very good. Thank you. So what's going on? What's on your mind? Um, what's your favorite NFT you've nodded to? My favorite, I'm going to pass this one to Espresso. Well, I think there's just, there's so many. The, what, the question was, what is my favorite NFT that I've minted? The most recent one is the Seals. So that was pretty sick. Um, Odysseus is up here. The one I have on my PFP is the Silly Seals. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the Rainbow Wallet. And... Um, yeah, that partnership there. So very cool. You know, not to get too old. So, so I'm thinking about this and I have to, of course, my profile picture is an OptiPunk. That's that's got to be number one. It's the OG. <clears throat> uh, as the hours go by, I'm falling more in love with my seal and his little dapper bow tie. I'm honestly, you know, every NFT that <laughs> I buy from Optimism, I become more and more emotionally attached to as the days go by because I have such a strong connection to optimism. And also I know that, you know, each one of those funds public goods um, or will eventually fund public goods on optimism. So just kind of, um, you know, making the, it, it makes me feel better <laughs> buying, uh, buying, <laughs> the the optimism nfts because number one they fund public goods uh and number two they they're also very cool i agree man i i couldn't agree more um i think we i think they were trolling us but uh 
anyway. <laughs> yeah, be- if you want some uh, some horny looking seals, um, some of them have some sex toy traits. So yeah, go go check that out if you're interested. Whoa! So this is uh, seals are a rated R collection. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, they have some. They have some funny traits in there. Um, the they some some tr- seals have uh, some interesting fetishes. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Jeez, I'm about to go scroll through the uh, quixotic and look at all the different ones. <laughs> I don't know if, if one has been minted yet, but it, when it happens, actually, I think someone did mint one with the trait that I have in mind, but yeah, I'll, I'll tweet that out later. Um, Hey, Mark and uh, Dre, I, I had a question about the rainbow wallet. Um, So actually I have two normie friends who were onboarded through the rainbow wallet and it was much smoother experience to them than MetaMask actually. Um, And they really liked uh, like the mobile usage, but kind of wondering what you guys thoughts are in like a, a wallet that, uh, Yo, you want to take that guy down? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. There's they're trolling. Yeah. No worries. Wondering what your thoughts are on like what it's going to take for a wallet to become, I guess, like a serious competitor to MetaMask. I mean, right now it really seems like MetaMask is quite dominant. Yeah, I can speak to that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it might be the case that MetaMask kind of has the browser wallet extension uh, cornered. Um, Rainbow is pretty cool. I'd recommend people try it out. You can use, like, if you have an iPhone, you can use, like, normal Safari and, like, still buy things and stuff on Quixotic, for example, um, without using, uh, like, the browser. Because I know the MetaMask browser can be kind of weird. Um, so if you like your normal Safari browser and Rainbow, you can use those together. So that's definitely a plus. Um but yeah, I think Rainbow, in my mind, is probably the best mobile browser or mobile wallet that is not a browser. And then, yeah, I mean, Coinbase, Trust Wallet, MetaMask seem to all be duking it out. But MetaMask has just huge um, head start. So hard to say. For um, yeah, I'm, I'll jump in, too, and just say I think, you know, a major thing is reducing friction to onboarding for sure. Um, I think a lot of us here are, are crypto forward and even our first time on MetaMask was uh, not the easiest, but, you know, hearing that you've got normie friends finding it, uh, the experience to be really easy on rainbow is awesome to hear. Um, that's typically that that's my answer for a lot of questions. I think when it comes to, uh, you know, helping increase, the ecosystem and, and increased user bases is just like, how do we make it easier to get started? Um, and then number two is just, I think going to be where we see wallets go and who develops features either faster or better, or who makes more interesting features, you know, maybe who has the first wallet messenger feature or who's got the better one. You know, I, I think it's almost akin to a MySpace Facebook battle and um, you know, what did, what did the features what were the features that separated Facebook from MySpace? Uh, you know, who knows? And sometimes it's right time, right place sort of thing. Um, but I really think that wallets for, for how, you know, crucial they are to our experience on web three, I think uh, they're going to play a much bigger, much bigger part in our experience than just connecting and like hosting our NFTs. 
Yeah, I, I definitely think that's right. I definitely um I subscribe to your broader vision there. Um kind of like wallets being, you know, as Espresso was saying, like your digital identity across chains, not just like one thing where you can view your NFTs on you're not gonna yeah, most people aren't gonna realize which chain there are. And they frankly, they shouldn't. They're not gonna give a shit. It's it's not that important. Um it is to us DGENs and we love optimism, but if you just want to buy that cute picture, or you just want to like do some Web3 thing, the actual underlying technology doesn't matter that much to you as long as it's cheap, fast, and reliable. So, yeah, I, I definitely think, um, yeah, Rainbow's got some cool stuff. Like I was saying, my friends who don't know nothing about crypto find Rainbow pretty easy to use. So that that's pretty sick. Um, I'm glad you guys have integrated and I'll, I'm going to try to send them over to quixotic check it out so wish me luck on that one i love that and speaking of user experience because you guys just reminded me of this uh there is a kind of crypto native bank called you know and i'm sure that a lot of you have already heard about it uh but the reason why so how it works is kind of juno functions as um a regular bank but also it has um crypto features right and so you can actually get just like a regular checking account uh your um your pay direct deposited right into uh juno as a checking account but then also um you can take the or you can take that fiat, exchange it for crypto um, right within the bank account, and also they just integrated um, optimism, so you can uh, withdraw uh, your Ethereum or uh, USDC directly to optimism, and then they also have, I believe, Polygon and Arbitrum, uh, and they're working on zk sync withdrawals as well. Uh, so I think that I am definitely going to look into uh, a Juno checking account as well. Uh, and I believe that also they allow you to do um, all the all the transactions, all the withdrawals are gas free, uh, which is which is a huge um, a huge benefit because I knew that on Coinbase and. Binance and a couple other ones, uh, you know, whenever you withdraw to the Ethereum blockchain or uh, different another layer two, uh, they can charge you literally whatever, whatever they want. Um, I think the last time I withdrew to Ethereum, it was like a $25 charge. And that was whenever gas fees were still pretty cheap as well. Uh, so Juno is definitely something uh, that, that I'll be looking into. All right, so it seems like we have about two minutes left. Uh, with the last two minutes, uh, I'd like to invite anybody else up to to speak um, or ask a question if there's something that you want to riff on um, to give you guys some time to think. I'll ask Dre and Mark uh, for some extra alpha on uh, Quixotic. So I don't know if there's anything that you guys can share as far as, um, you know, what you guys are working on next um, or kind of what's, what's on the horizon, but I'd be interested. I'd be very interested to hear about that. I know you guys are always doing pretty great things. And the NFT bridge as well. Any update on that could be one thing, just as an idea. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we finished, we got the peer merged. I'll start with the bridge. 
um, development on that is finished and we're going through a security audit with uh, Open Zeppelin actually. So that's, they're kind of like the most overpowered auditors in the world. <laughs> um, uh, and that started on July 18th, so a week ago. Um, and then one thing that I'm excited about that we're focusing on soon is using NFTs, uh, like Soulbound NFTs as like badges for reputation. So we're trying to make it easier for people to issue NFTs that you like earn uh, rather than buy or like you could buy them also. But like, for example, we already see people use the platform. So I think Kelvin, uh, who's a developer at Optimism, will give you an NFT if you get a contribution on the Optimism code base, like an Optimism contributor NFT. And we thought that was awesome. We've seen there's a guy who makes like hard hat tutorials. And if you like finish his tutorial, uh, hard hat is a smart contract testing framework. If he finishes tutorial, he'll give you uh, an NFT badge. And so we're interested in like Solvon's NFTs and NFTs that signal that you've done something um, that kind of like enhances your reputation. And we're trying to add better support for that. So look out for that. Um, and I'll leave it there. Uh, although I see maybe question the audience or also, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry to jump in ahead of you, Dre, but uh, how complicated like code wise are sold bound NFTs? Um, like, are they something that you think like smaller projects kind of like mine could maybe, I, I think it would be cool to implement them, but um, yeah, just wondering like on the technical side of things, how, how that works. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple at the smart contract level. You just need to revert the transfer. So like the transfer from function. Uh, oh, just, like, oh, okay. over mm -hmm, just override and revert it. I think the bigger one bigger picture question is like, how as an ecosystem should we treat Soulbound NFTs? Like how do we provide a really awesome UX so that people can see all the cool stuff you've done? Like I'd love to get a Soulbound NFT for like everything basically, <laughs> like for coming to this Twitter space, for like whenever I open source a project, whenever I create a project, like I think it'd be awesome for all my NFTs to kind of paint a picture of who I am. And that's a, a good segue there too. Um, because uh, yeah, a, a little little alpha is that we we are actively thinking of these things, and uh, um, obviously there's already been significant events in the Quixotic ecosystem, and uh, we've had users with us for a long time. So we're going to be looking at ways uh, to to reward um, our our users and people who have been with us uh, through maybe some soul bound NFTs, maybe some not bound NFTs. We're we're, we're still ironing out detail details but uh yeah a little bit of alpha we're gonna be we're working on some some nfts to give out to the community as well that's exciting something to look forward to um and kind of like mark said you know if it, if it can sort of paint a picture of everything you've done it's representative of in a way it feels almost like your resume um not to get too corporate over here, but it kind of is a track record of who you are, what you've done. Um, you know, are you into this community or like, what are your hobbies? What do you engage in? What do you work on? 
what do you know how to do? What are your skills? What are your achievements? Um, are you a leader in any communities or clubs or forums? So I think that is valuable. Uh, and yeah, the fact that they're non-transferable means that, you know, you can't, you can't sell it, you can't trade it. And we were talking to Dr. Campbell Harvey from Duke about this actually on the podcast. And he was saying that, you know, if, let's say you made a university degree, a soul bound NFT token or a non-transferable NFT. Um, I mean, it's representative of going to college, going to the university you went to, what major you got and um, could potentially, uh, you know, just make, make the world of, of resumes and LinkedIn profiles and, all of this just a little bit different. So it's, uh, it's exciting. I would definitely like, like to see the developments there become more prevalent and hopefully get to add some soul bound NFTs to my own wallet soon. I see we have Igly up here though. Uh, I think fractal visions, right? You're yeah. Just, yeah. Hey. What's, what's going on, man? Go oh, ahead. not much. I, I just wanted to add to the conversation, uh, was something I heard in the Optimism Discord actually uh, about handing out small amounts of uh, OP weath to people that are being onboarded, so that way they can perform a uh, transaction uh, easier. Especially if like we're giving away NFTs, I've I've been sending stuff out to people sometimes, and they don't even have like an account on Quixotic set up. So uh, I think that really helps if, if, uh, if we were to start doing that. I remember early days uh, adopting Polygon, like we were doing that on Clubhouse and, you know, people would be like, oh, well, I need a little bit of money to like list it or whatever. So that way I could like at least try to sell it after I get it for free. And uh, that that's kind of an extra step on onboarding people that I think we should all uh, kind of imp implement in our practices. So yeah, just wanted to add that and, and uh, think that that was a really good uh, point that was discussed. And so is that solely reimbursing people for transaction fees? Or is that like, oh, if you've never made a wallet before and you create your first wallet, here's a gift to get you started in the ecosystem? It sounds um, like a right, like, right. A way to make some transactions. Yeah, providing a, a faucet with your own personal uh, uh, OP ETH uh, for people to transact. That's what we did in the very early days of Polygon. It was very inexpensive to do it that way. So uh, if people don't or have not bridged over yet, uh, sometimes that helps with the onboarding process. But other than that, I really like what's happening, uh, especially with the bridge. I, I posted about that earlier. I'm trying to get the word out to as many people on layer one. And uh, yeah, we've just been going ham trying to tell people about Optimism and uh, Quixotic and and uh, having a lot of fun with it. So thanks for being here. This is awesome. Yes, thanks for coming up. <laughs> so. That's awesome. Wait, uh, so Odysseus or Igly, can you tell me what exact, it's called a faucet? I feel like I misheard what it is or what that is. 
Well, so assuming that um, I'm th- thinking about the same thing that Igly is, a faucet basically allows it sends you a very small amount of ETH that allows you to make like you know maybe three to six transactions or something like that. It just allows you to actually land on a chain and not just be stuck without bridging some funds. Um, so like, for example, I, some of my friends are minting my NFTs just because, you know, they're homies and they want to support me, but I have to send them some ETH on optimism because they don't know how to bridge. They don't know what to do um, when I should just be able to send them a link to a faucet where they put in their, address and it gives them enough to make a couple transactions and get their optimism life started and kind of like igly saying it, it's pro- it's realistically not that expensive fees are cheap on op it's more so about getting rid of the inconvenience of bridging funds um and it, it'll just make people want to come here and make them want to stay because i'm sure once people come into optimism they're not leaving so yeah okay. That makes sense. No, thank you for explaining that. Yeah, and also that onboarding experience like Odysseus just mentioned is really a magical experience when it's like their first time doing something that's cross-chain or like a side chain or even if it's their first NFT, they won't know that they're on layer two like we talked about earlier. I think that's that's happening or, or can happen. Yes, yeah, so now I got to go learn about faucets because this is cool. This is interesting. So I want to know more about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, when people are used to mainnet and then they try out layer twos for the first time, in my experience at least, I loved it. I thought it was way more fun. I didn't feel like I was, you know, spending a lot of money and I can just kind of like, be involved without like spending a ton and just, you know, meeting cool people. I feel like the community is more welcoming here, which is awesome. And we have some sick dApps too. So yeah, I mean, like you said, when people jump into optimism, I feel like they're probably not going to leave, you know, they'll probably explore other chains um, and try new things, but I feel like they're probably going to stick around Um and then that NFT bridge, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see some people coming over from mainnet. And, um, you know, I, I wonder if we'll see an OG crypto punk sold on Quixotic someday in the near future after that NFT bridge is done. Or like, you know, some of those top tier um, NFTs on, on mainnet, like a doodle or like a board ape or something. So that'd be sick. But um, yeah. I got to run guys, but as always quality conversation, um, looking forward to the next time. If anyone out there wants to, uh, chat with me about anything, DMS are always open. Peace out lads. Thanks for joining Odysseus. Uh, yeah, I think that we should, we should wrap it up too. We've been going for about an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, thank you guys for joining and also kind of a web three experience podcast plug. So, uh, you know, if you like us and you are like us and you love the L2 space and you want more people to know about the L2 space, hear about the L2 space, we are also on Spotify and Apple podcasts as the web three experience. So, uh, 
you can go in, uh, like, share, give us a rating, um, and uh, it would be much appreciated. We can kind of get the word about uh, or get the word out about uh, these layer twos. So thank you guys for joining, uh, and until next week. Thanks, everybody.